0: Hey, it's Bethany here. Welcome to another episode of Dialed In. This episode is a little longer than my usual episodes and it includes some amazing women. And we are diving in to the power of saying no. And this is just a real candid conversation about how to know when to say no, what to say no to, how does it feel when you say no? and the doors that open when you truly live in to things that are in alignment with who you are. So let's dive in, enjoy the episode, and I cannot wait to hear what you think. Hi, so this is a podcast episode that is very conversational with some amazing friends of mine about the power of saying no. And so we're just going to see where this goes, um, operate at the speed of trust. and And so my question to start with is, how did you know that it was time to say no to something in your life? Because I think that we're just taught to conform from a very young age, stand in line, look like everybody else, be like everybody else, wear the clothes everybody's wearing. And then as you get older, go to school, follow this path. This is, this is the way. And so sometimes if we're going to find our way and live our life on our terms and do the things that Gus, God, universe, source, put inside of us, that means that we can't conform to what everybody else is doing because our lives will look different than everybody else's. So does that, does that bring anything up for any of you and that, that you would want to speak into that? And when you speak, I would just say, say who you are, because I'll put all of your links in in the notes, but they can't see you. So. I'll go first. Hi, Jack. Hi, not surprised that I'll
1: go first. (laughs) Um, So yes, I'm Jacqueline or Jack Perez. I wish I could tell you, Bethany, that I say no all the time, elegantly, and I completely live on my own terms 24-7, and the path is paved with posies and balloons and bubblegum. The reality (laughs) the reality of my life. And I'm 58 years old. So I guess when one can look at this two ways, right? One can look at it as, geez, what took you so long? Or one could look at it as it's never too late to start. Most recently, I have really begun to dig into the concept of boundaries for myself and, and following my gut and and paying attention to the hairs on the back of my neck when they raise up and knowing that my body is telling me that the words that need to come out of my mouth are different than the words that I'm currently emitting. I am so clumsy at it. I stink at it right now. My biggest issue is every time I go down to lay down a boundary, I have this battle in my brain. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I say this without coming off like a bitch? how how am I in integrity? How do I make it about myself and make sure that it has nothing to do with that other other individual? I'm not trying to change that other individual. I'm not asking that other individual for anything. I am literally just telling that person or persons what my truth is. And I stink at it. I decided to come here today and join your podcast, mostly because I wanted to learn from these other amazing women who I bet have been doing it for a lot longer and are probably far more elegant at it than I. And that's why I'm here. I I have recently changed my holiday for the first time in 15 years. I am not hosting Christmas Eve. My sister is. And that was huge. And I realized that was the right move. The second my sister accepted the responsibility and my son said he was okay with the change, it was like five tons of elephants had been lifted off my body. And rather than feel like, oh my God, the holidays are coming. I hate this time of year. My boyfriend and I fight a lot. He's a Jew. He doesn't get Christmas. He always asks me every single year, when is Christmas Eve? And I'm like, it's the same darn day. It doesn't change. This year, I don't have to fight any of those battles. I'm not going to get into arguments at home. My sister and her three dogs can stay at her home where they do better. And I can go and enjoy Christmas Eve in a way that I haven't been able to do. But still, I'm not very good at it. So I'm hoping to learn. And that's what I have to say.
0: Thank you. Thank you for your vulnerability and transparency, because it is, I think this is hard. It's a hard for all of us. And I think what came to mind for me is that you don't have to be good to start, but you have to start to be good. Right. We, <laughs> and that's not my quote. I don't know who said it. Maybe one of you know, but. Um, we have to start somewhere. And and I've been clunky and I've hurt people when I've put down boundaries and said what was okay and not okay for me. I'm not always elegant at it. So who else has thoughts about this?
2: I'll speak up. Um I'm Laura Cho Richens. Thanks for letting me join you here. So great to associate and connect with such powerful women. And, you know, as you you brought up the no factor, I remember back when I was a young mother um, and we were expected to show up on Christmas morning at the various different, uh, the in-laws in my parents' home. I'm the oldest. My husband's one of the oldest. And so we opened the gifts really fast and rushed our kids out the door to get to these places. And I remember the point where I said, no more family, our family, our kids first. And um, that that was um, an adult moment. Um, but I, you know, most recently, the thought that came to mind was stepping up and saying no to a high stress corporate job. And being able to intuitively know it was time to say no and make a change in my life. And that was huge. Um, And it, um, it, it brought to mind a few things. First off, being in tune enough to trust my own intuition. Because the answers are inside of ourselves. We just need to... Um, to listen um, and pay attention. And that was January of last year that I turned in my notice, so january twenty twenty one. And um the journey since then has taught me being patient and know that things come in perfect timing. So with that no, it opened up the um, the flow, the opportunity to um, to be patient, and the steps along the way. Some people have come and said, "So, are are you getting another job? What are you doing?" And the answer is, no. <laughs> none of it, none of that felt right, and so it's just the trusting and moving forward and continuing to say no when the norm, and sometimes that, well, oftentimes that outside pressure says yes, and still being able to trust the self-trust to say no. So thank you.
0: I think it's interesting that um, it all starts with noticing. It all starts with noticing. I think sometimes we get so used to our patterns and what is normal for us and maybe the people that are around us that we forget there's another way we forget and so all right I saw I think I saw Nina reaching to unmute so I'm going to send it to her.
3: Thank you, Bethany, for getting this group together. I am Nina Obear. And as I listen, and I really ponder on the question, how did you know it was time to say no? I feel like I've been on this journey and this path for quite some time. Uh, I feel like it's my battle cry for myself and for others. It started Way back when I was in corporate, isn't that interesting? And I was in it for, oh my gosh, like I think thirteen years between a couple of different organizations. Um, and if I if I can recall, it was definitely not the popular air quotes move. But I had no other choice because when I tuned in like I think we are saying to, um, what was feeling right, how I was showing up for myself and others and pretty much like who I was, um, and I feel like how I was maybe treating myself and others. So I think that's what it came down to. Like something wasn't right. And and I guess it was that point when I looked in the mirror and said, and why, like, and why are you acting this way? And it came down to, oh, okay, this is no longer a yes. You know, even though each time from the outside, it's, but wait a minute, you're one small step from the thing, right? So if it was in the hotel industry, it was to be a general manager at a very young age as a woman, if it was at the Federal Reserve Bank, it was to be the training specialist for the entire East Coast. You know, it's these things that, you know, others say, but wait a minute, you can't, you can't say no to that. Um, yes, I can. <laughs> and in complete transparency, that that saying no, I'm not going to say, right, it was all... Um, Easy flowing from that moment, but it was the first right step. It was the first right step, and I noticed that I'm I'm blessed <laughs> that it keeps showing up because here I am again, right? Here I am again, another crossroads. So I just believe it's part of at least my life's journey to continuously um, make those decisions and the no a few weeks or months or years later might be like, oh, maybe that was supposed to be a yes. And it's okay, right? And it's okay. It's that constantly being in it and recognizing it.
0: It's not one decision and done, right? It's not, oh, I said, no, now everything's perfect. No, because then that opens the door. Now, what do, what's next? What do you want next? And then what else? you have to say no to in order to keep expanding and moving towards your your yes I, I, it's such a good point I when you were talking um I remember when I too decided that my corporate job was no longer a yes for me which I love that it was no longer a yes um I had I, I don't think I've ever heard it put that way but uh so And I met with the CEO of the company and he, he didn't pat me on the head, but that's what it felt like to me. And, but he kind of put his arm like a side hug around me and he's like, it's okay, Bethany, go have your midlife crisis and we'll see you in a year. And (laughs) And I was, and he was like, kind of joking, whatever. And so what's interesting now, fast forward, that was in 2018. I'm back at that company in a consulting capacity, my life, my way, my terms, right? And three weeks ago, I was in a building of theirs and they came in, uh, the CEO and the COO came in to visit, the owners, and as soon as they came in the front door, I just happened to be walking down the hall and they were like, blast from the past and gave me huge hugs and thanked me for being there and i thought you know it wasn't a midlife crisis it was like an awakening and it was it was amazing and the company is still amazing and just because you say no to something doesn't make it wrong or bad or the person wrong or bad right it has nothing to do with the circumstance or the people or the company and everything to do with discerning what is okay for you right and and there's nothing wrong with that but why do we always feel that it, there is. Like we can't change our minds. It's so interesting. Amy, are you unmuting?
4: Okay.
5: Hi, this is, I'm Amy Lazar. Um, and you know, it is so interesting because each big no or change that I've made in my life, and I was making notes about it, what came to mind. And, and the first one was it was in a relationship, uh, thirty. 35 years ago. And it wasn't the right one. Loved the person. I mean, it could have gone the rest of my life, but it wasn't the right thing. And it was a hard one. I mean, I I seek counseling because it was like, how do you throw away a perfectly good horse kind of thing? Like, it's like, this was all good. How can I not be happy? But then months later, I met my now husband of 32 years. So it, I just knew it wasn't right. I had been in corporate America, like Nina had said, and I ended up buying the company. I I manufactured industrial coatings and I was happy as can be. I love heavy machinery, but it was a 60, 70 hour job. I was the only woman in the industry. I was always, you know, proving myself. And then I had a family and I had a nanny at home and I wasn't happy because I wasn't there raising my children. And how do you leave everything that you worked so hard for? For something that you work, you're working so hard for. It wasn't ultimately a hard decision until, until I made it. You know, up to the point of having to make that decision, that's what made it hard. But once I did, I knew I did the right thing and for the right reasons. I had been at a, I, I had a home based business for decades, and at a very pivotal point in my life, about nine years ago, that company folded, Chapter Seven. And so I found myself in midlife having to make another choice and I had lots of options and it wasn't about just taking the first thing that came or the fifth thing that came or even the 10th thing that came. I literally held out this time in, at the time in my fifties, because now if I'm going to do this, the only time I, I've only had four careers and four jobs in all my life. And in each one of them it was long-term, it was, a, it was the right thing, it was, it was the right move. And so knowing in your heart what's right for you and not just grabbing at something, I think is so important. And so there will be hard no's in our life, but then there's the everyday no. Um, being focused on what's gonna serve us every day, pouring in and, and filling our cups up, there's, there's a choice. And sometimes we have to say no to one thing in order to pour in and say yes to others. And, and it's okay. And I, I'm a self-proclaimed, I guess, people pleaser. I was I was raised as a salesman and in, 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 a, in a good way, a win-win way. But usually as I think Bethany, you said, like I, I wanted to say, or Jack maybe the, I wanna say a no in a way that it's the best thing because it's not you, it's me or, or whatever. It's, it's helping perpetuate the future of a relationship or, or anything. Always. It doesn't always end up that way. And that's what hurts me most because I don't want anybody to be upset or have it go in a, in a negative way. My heart is always in that positive, but you know, you can't please everybody, but you have to please yourself because if you don't in the long run, you know, you are with you one 24, seven, 100%. And so you've got to have your own back and be your own best friend and know that you're making the right decisions for you, even if it's a no for somebody else. Hope that helps people. This is Amy. I'm done. Oh, we're not on Clubhouse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like it. Oh my goodness. This is so good. So I have a half a page of notes, just writing things that you've said and, and, phrases and i think you know starts with noticing right and then you've got to make a choice or make a decision about it you get to decide and as you're talking amy um i think relationships are a hard one letting go of relationships i mean it's it's all hard but boy relationships when you feel like you're hurting somebody you know oh that's 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 hard um I was talking with my son who has a friend long-term and they have just grown apart. And, And his idea of if he backs away from the relationship is that everything to this point has been null and void. And like, it's not black and white. This isn't like all or nothing. It's, this was amazing then, but as Nina said, it's no longer a yes. And it's okay for that it's okay to have seasons i think and i mean it's proof that we're growing and becoming so this this conversation is gold i I love it so elise are you in a space that you can share
4: sure i i'm sorry i just saw that message from you um and i'm a little under the weather but i'm pulling it together today but um uh no is a real this is a great topic because I'm a people pleaser all the time and i always want to make everybody happy and i struggle at 56 years old still with it um and um no is such a hard thing for me i you know my husband and i are going through rounds of it now because he's turning 60 next month and i'm the person who wants to please and have birthday parties and fun things and celebration and he begged me, I don't want to party. I want to do small things with people that I just want to be with because we tend to over, over, go over crazy. I don't know what you call it, but overindulge with friends. And, you know, there'll be 100 people at a party. And so um, this has been a very hard thing for me with him because he's saying no and I'm saying yes, but he's saying no and I have to respect that. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of listening to him. And I understand at 60 years old, he's like, you know what? I just threw a wedding. I just had all these people. I love everybody. I'm close to some of these people, but not all of them. And just because people are FOMO doesn't need to be that we invite 100 people to our house for another party. He said, you know, I, it's been a tough year. I lost my mother. I, you know, all these, he's you know, retiring at the end of the year. And he says, I just want to be with small groups of people and have dinners and things with people that I want to be with. And that's his no. And I'm learning from his no that I'm trying to explain to people, what are we doing for his birthday? I'm like, we're not having parties if you want to do small things. So I'm have to say no to people. So that's my problem right now is I'm saying, no, that's so nice of you, but no, we're going to do this. And I appreciate it. So that's one aspect as far as work and business and family, my family and my children, I have a hard time saying no, they're adults. And when they need something, I always, yes, I'll do what I can do. Um, And with work, I've had to say a lot of no's this year. Um, It's been really hard. But in order to relaunch and rebrand and do all this stuff, I've had to say no to, can you do this, Elise? Can you do this? Can you do this? And I've said no a lot. Um, And uh, that's hard for me. But I think that it's made me more functional and more organized. And um, I'm in a better place with all this because I said no to a lot of other things that I just couldn't do for people at that time i said maybe i can do it in six months from now but i have to get through the launch of this so um it's it's just interesting how you know listening to all of you um how i think we've all come full circle a little bit here through all the mentoring that we've done with each other and um and it, i think that getting to know each other through the last few years we've all have different qualities that we bring to the table, and we've learned to, sh- 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 you know, shed the light on so many of us. And I really, truly, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, when I take Nina's courses, you know, Bethany, you've shed light, Jack, you kind of reel me in, and uh, yeah, it, 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 at fifty-six, we got to do this. And and Laura, Joe, you're a very calming force, um, and. And, and everyone in this group, everybody brings something. But I think really, truly, if we sit back and look at the last couple of years of what has happened here since COVID, I think that we've all taught each other so much. Um, you know, we all can't be in each other's grill every day because we're all trying to take what we learned and build on it. But um, that's, what, that's what I think you guys have been life changing. Really, all of you. For me, it has been. And I hope I've helped you in some of the crazy stuff that I do as well. Um, so that's kind of how I feel with uh, the word "no." You know, it's it has many different arenas for me. So that's me. I I don't know. That's boring me. But yeah.
0: Thank you, Elise. Oh my goodness, I think that's such a good point that who you surround yourself with matters. And as I watch all of my peers say no to things and expand in new ways and be patient for what the next step is and respect the rest and have the hard conversations it spurs me on to keep doing the same and i think who we surround ourselves with matters if we're with other people that are pleasers and shape shifters and they shrink and hide and don't live don't even know what they want you know then it's all a ripple effect. Energies
4: are contagious, right? And so, right. But, we, I, we can I interject? Thoughts. Can I interject something too? Yeah. One thing. I'm sorry to interrupt, but one thing that is, um, I, I, how do I say this politely? I, I, I'm sorry, but I can't be that polite. I'm kind of like getting, Jack. I kind of got you have your mentality a lot, but um, I, I'm tired of the bullshit. Does that sound? I'm, I'm not into all of it. I've been doing it for so many years, and you know, just stuff Ask. I don't know if it's with friends or family or whatever, but I'm kind of see a light at 56. I'm really not into all of it. And I, 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 I have, I definitely am an opinionated person and I am very reserved until I'm ready to give my opinion. But one thing that I find very freeing um, is I never mean, I don't ever want to hurt anybody, but um, it's all the bullshit that I've kind of got rid of in my, I try to on a daily basis. And I think we all feel that way. It's getting rid of anything toxic. And that's a lot, that's a lot of no's. So go ahead, I'm sorry for interrupting, Beth.
5: No, you're fine, this is fantastic. Amy? Okay, you know what, and I find the older I get, I don't necessarily say no, I just walk away. I just like put my barrier up and like, okay, right, left turn I'm, I'm out of here and and I don't need to say no anymore now that and, and it's it's filtered out a lot of the bs I think for me and I'm in my 60s now and and I'm I really have a core group of people because I'm just not putting up with the bs and most people have a lot of bs and I don't have time for it so I guess I give more people permission to just say it's okay if it doesn't align and and it's almost to a fault, I sometimes think, because I'm willing to just give up on things that don't serve, but at the same time, it's like, huh, I don't have the drama.
1: I wanna add something, Bethany, um, if that's okay, right off of the heels of Elise and Amy and what they just talked about, because it is true. I, while I, while I, while I started with, I'm not very good at it. I have an example of something that I executed that took me a long time to put together. And I used a lot of the learnings that I get, that I got from you, Bethany, and your live big, um, uh, what was the class? Live, live in your own, let me try this again. Live on your own terms. Yeah, you're shrugging, but it's important. It's, it's okay. (laughs) Okay. But, and I learned a lot from that class and I walked away that the one thing that I really took from that class was it's better to disappoint someone else than disappoint yourself, which is intrinsically linked to this boundary setting scenario saying no. And I, and I did a terrible job. I actually wrote a jack smack because I literally hurt someone so badly that even after I apologized and even made a public apology with the jack smack, she's pretty much written me off. I'm okay with that because that has nothing to do with me. That has everything to do with her. And I feel badly for someone who has to walk around with that much on top of her. That's that's her problem. But fast forward, I have another relationship, Amy, because you were talking about walking away from relationships versus uh, fixing them or putting up with the BS. Now, this person is worthwhile. And I've known she's worthwhile for a very long time. She's been in my life for 15 years and she... We, we raised our kids together. She is chronically late. And we're not talking five minutes late. We're not talking 10 minutes late. Sometimes she's 15, 20 minutes late. And I found that every time I sat there waiting for her, to use your words, Bethany, the story I would tell myself is, why is my, not, my, why is my time not as valuable as hers? Why is it okay for her to leave me sitting here for 10, 15, 20 minutes while she adds yet another thing to her list of, I got this done today. Now, she's the kind of person who likes to shove in as much as possible and has time management issues. That's not my problem. And I do not need her to change her ways. What I needed was to set a boundary for myself that said, I will wait 10 minutes. I won't be angry. There's no, I don't, I'm not asking you to do anything differently. I'm just letting you know that if we say we're meeting at five and you show up at 511, you're not going to find me there. I will have left. I won't be angry, but I am not happy with myself and I get angry at myself and I start to think less of myself the longer I sit and wait for you. And I did that. And I did it really well because she heard me. Now, mind you, she's highly evolved. So this, was, this wasn't really truly a test of your random individual. She heard me and she accepted what I had to say. And she said, wow, you did a really good job setting that boundary. I'm like, yes. And you know what? I haven't had to leave yet. But I will if I have to. But I haven't had to leave. And I wanted to share that. Because that was really hard for me to do. And I had to write it out, Nina, pen to paper, girl. I use my Remarkable, but I had to write it all out and have it in front of me while I was talking to her because I wanted to make sure that I didn't get into the blame game, that I didn't get into a situation where I was telling her that her behavior was quote unquote bad. No, it's not. It's her behavior. If it works for her, more power to you. It just didn't work for me. And I wanted to share that. Because it was a moment of of glory for me, one teeny, tiny
3: one, but still uh, Go ahead so, Thank you. Yeah, uh, this is Nina again. So I wrote something down, <laughs> pen to paper, if anyone doesn't know me. <laughs> I can't help it. And yeah, if the tree huggers want to come after me because I keep using um, paper, I'm open available for that. Uh, Anyways, I am recently being challenged by someone that I love uh, in my life and who has been in my life. And what's interesting is I'm starting to notice even things I've said or I say or I've said in the past. And then now, like, is that still true? for me, right? Isn't that interesting when, you know, new perspectives or someone like tries to as we say, scramble your eggs. So, I know that I know. I have said it's not good bad right or wrong. It is just what it is. Right? I I've said that a lot and I see some people's heads shaking. You can't see that cuz we're on a podcast, but Okay.
0: And is that true
3: about everything or just about the things I choose it to be true about. And that's where I'm being challenged. And especially, especially it's starting to like come into like my deeper beliefs. And those of you know, I have a, you know, a, a deep belief in, in God and, um, you know, this belief of heaven and hell and a belief of good and evil and am i saying there is no good bad right or wrong it is just what it is so i guess i kind of say that to you because i'm starting to you know sit with that um go within what does that look like for me um and just i think it's um interesting how this conversation is now coming up and bethany brought it up And the way that you described it, Jack, it's like, I'm not making my friend good, bad, right or wrong. That's who she is. She, if she's firing off at the best energy possible and she's got 12,674 things on her plate. Yes, that's right. I used a big number. Then she can do that. And if I'm Firing off at my greatest energy, and that means I only do one thing a day. Is that good, bad, right, or wrong? So it, I'm just telling you, I'm in an interesting space, and I'm grateful for each and every one of
2: you and that we're having this conversation. I would like to jump in here with the comment as I'm listening to all of you beautiful women. Um, the thought that comes to mind that I think goes very much with Nina's no longer yes is, you know, it seems like we always think that the hard choices are going to be between good and bad, but those are actually the easy choices most times. It's the choices between good, better, and best because there are a lot of good things in our life but what is the better or the best one for each of us? And so I'm hearing that in all of these things is it's just expecting the best for ourselves. Is maybe how that's stated, by the way, this is Laura Cho anyway, but yeah, I just wanted to add that. Thank
4: you. So good.
0: I love it. And, um, I wrote, I just wrote down from this, someone else being different or choosing different doesn't make you wrong. Right. I, I, Gavin, um, my son is 16 and, and he, it's kind of a nightly thing when I'm home that it's like 10 30, 11 o'clock. I'm done for the day, you know, and I'm in bed and inevitably I'm almost asleep. And he comes in, mom, I, I need to talk. And so he'll sit on the end of the bed. And it's all, it's never like, you know, like, should I dry the, should I put the dryer on this setting? It's like, do you think God wants us to do this? It's like a huge discussion, you know? And um, last night it was about, he doesn't understand other people's behavior. And he thinks because he doesn't understand it, that maybe it's wrong. And so we got into this huge discussion about you get to discern and decide what is okay and not okay for you. And they do too. And your job is not to expect you from other people because you're going to be offended, disappointed, mad, judgy, you know, and that puts you in a really bad place. You can't expect yourself from other people. You've just got to know who you are and be that 100%. And then trust that the right people. Will come into your life that you you know you put that out there and the right people will come in and when it's time to set a boundary and say no to something then you do that and I mean isn't that the journey?
4: I think it's a good journey. I do. I think it's. I think it's. It's, it's so. Um, I definitely agree with you, Bethany. But I'm, as you were saying things about people, I just triggered something, and um, I wanted to ask you guys this question at the ages that we all are right now, do you find women, your friends, your peers to be more secure or more insecure in this stage of life? I'm going through a lot of things with different friends. It's like, I feel like I'm in middle school again and, I'm, and I love them all, they're all lovely people, but I'm, I'm wondering if it's like something going on in their life or just the insecurities coming out more as they get older. But I'm curious to hear if you guys feel, and, I, and they're all good people, nobody's, yeah, but I'm finding a lot of challenges with friends. If I, I don't want to say it's middle school again behavior, but just FOMO and you're doing that with this person. That, I mean, do you guys see that? or And, 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 and I understand that we're all human or our feelings get hurt, but do you see it coming out more at this age or no?
1: Yes and yes and no. I mean, it depends on the day, the moment, uh, maybe where they are hormonally at that. At that, I mean, there's a lot going on in our lives right now, ladies. This is this midlife and beyond space. Aging is not for sissies. It just isn't. And you know, there's a lot going on. And sometimes the women in my life are being affected by. Uh, Something that happened with their aging parent or something that happened with their teen or they're grieving their empty nest or they're, they're hormonally challenged and, and can't regulate their emotions properly. And then there are the moments where they realize, oh my gosh, I have so much license now that I'm older. I really don't care what other people think about me. I get that. I won't be everyone's cup of tea. The way I look when I'm left out of things is it will not be nearly as much fun for them because I will not be
0: there. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it just depends.
1: It's a,
4: it's a good answer. I mean, I'm just curious because I I find things a lot. I, I find things we go through different stages, all of us, but I just find it very interesting micromanaging everybody. And I get my feelings hurt. I'm human too. We're all human. We all get our feelings hurt. But, um, it's just interesting that maybe it is a lot of hormone, hormonal things going on. Maybe you're changing, your appearance is changing, things are changing and people get more challenged, more insecure or, or more secure, you know? So it's a very interesting stage of life.
3: I'm going to throw something out there. So how long has social media been around? Is it 20 years now? No. Or is it 30 years? What? 20, maybe 20, Right. Uh, um, 2009, maybe? I don't know. So anyways, I'm just throwing this out. I wonder who I know that is of an age now. So let's say, who do we know 75 and above? <laughs> who is maybe my age now, right? 55 or 56. And did they go through this? And again, I don't want to place all the blame on social media, but I uh, there's so many times I say, oh, I'm so glad there was not social media when I was in high school because I, I didn't know what everyone was doing every moment of the day, right? It was enough just to be in it me at home alone a lot um, and just my friend around the corner or my friend down the street, but then to have all that in my face and knowledge of what everyone else is doing and every single party and every single everything. So again, not making a good, bad, right, or wrong. I wonder how the women felt, you know, if they're still alive now and can they remember back when? And is it has this been around for centuries? Um, or is there a new nuance to it?
4: I think there's a new new, I think that social media as good as it is that we can all sit and be together and all this, I think it has created a whole different movement for people. I think a lot of people get very depressed. Okay. When they're not included in things and they think that everyone's life is great on the other side. And Bethany, I know we've talked about this with the kids, you know, and um, there's a lot of good to it, but I think it's created. I mean, I have friends, I, I, I won't put anything on social media sometimes, because if I'm with a friend and we're out to lunch or we're doing something. I, I'm very conscientious because some people are very down in their life and they see these and they think everything is very beautiful um, on the other side. And it's not all that, but it's the same thing with the kids, what we talk about. Believe it or not, a lot of women have told me that they're affected by it and they've gotten off social media. They don't want to see they weren't included in a 50th birthday party. They don't want to see that the girls went on a trip and they're not included in a, in a, in a wine tour or, you know, and I I guess it's, to Jack's point, you, you, you say you just don't care, but you, you don't, you get yourself, you're secure with yourself and you know, but you can't say that in your head somewhere, it, sometimes it doesn't bother you, right? I mean. Oh no, of
1: course. I mean, I'm a, I'm human. And honestly, if you really know me well, I am more heart than I am head. I and so. <laughs> that is why in part I have such a shell because if I didn't, I wouldn't have survived. I just wouldn't have survived. So it takes right. a lot to penetrate my shell. Once you're in, though, then you know all bets are off. I mean, it's right. just it's a one way door once you're in. But to to the point of social media, I each and every one of us would not know the other one without
4: exactly that
1: tool. And so the tool, I believe, is benign. The tool doesn't, isn't good or bad. It, it is the way the tool is used. And I, I, so I travel a lot and I use Facebook as a way to keep a journal of my travels. Inadvertently, I have picked up followers along the way who want to know about the travels they're asking to know now I I know you're one of them and Bethany is one of them and Nina is one of them and I think all of you actually follow my travel travel journeys not once do I ever think any of you are thinking oh my god I'm you know I wish why am I not there why is that not me I, I know you all enjoy it and support it and maybe get ideas and you know, you're all welcome actually. So like I had said to, earlier today to Bethany, I typically get a two bedroom, you know, can't always promise you your own bathroom because some places just don't do that, but, and the door's always open. The door's always open. So once again, the social media tool, I think is benign. It is how it is used.
4: I agree. I agree. Just like
1: any other tool you know, I mean, no one, no one gets all upset about a fork, but you know, you, sure. can do, you can do some damage to someone with a fork.
4: No, you, there's you, a respectful way of doing yeah. social media. I agree.
1: Yeah. And I and mean, I, I, I love
4: watching your trips, by the way. I come I, every day. I felt like I was in a different place with you. So
1: wonderful. I'm so glad. And that is my intention. My intention is not Lord, Lord, Lord knows I put up bad stuff on social media too. Like when I'm lonely or when I get lost or you know, when I take five trains in five hours that, you know, those moments of, you know, rookie moves that aren't very pleasant. And I'm not sitting on some beach with a cocktail in my hand with an umbrella all the time. I'm not. Sometimes I'm dirty and tired and it's miserable, but that's part of the experience as well. And so I call that um, Facebook happy. Like, is that for real? Or is that just Facebook happy? And I use it outside of social media too. I'm like, is that for real? Or is that just Facebook happy? Because I think some people hide behind social media. Once again, it's not social media's fault. It's how the tool is being used. And you can't control how people use tools, unfortunately.
0: You know, this conversation is so good. And we're coming up on the top of the hour. And I want to respect everyone's time Uh, I think that I wrote in the, in the chat here, you know, I think social media, media is an amplifier, just like money, you know, people aren't evil because they have money, but if you have tendencies to take advantage of people and money is power, like then you're, it's going to be amplified. And I think social media can be an amplifier. If you have a tendency to be fake um, and, and not, you know, I call it life, you know, it's like this whole version of life, that doesn't exist. Um, and I actually write about it in my book, but it, and it's it's fake and it's and it's and it's yucky. And but going back to what Elise asked about um, friends and drama and FOMO. And granted, so our ages, you know, I'm in my late 40s, and I think some of us, you know, we were probably what it, it, late 40s to 60s, somewhere in here, right? So there's a there's a span of of ages here. And, um, I just find it's people like, so I, I, you know, do consulting and senior living and I see the same level of drama. There's some groups that have a ton of drama and no boundaries. And it's just like high school all over again. And there's other groups that are calm and reasonable. And, you know, I see it happen when there's resident meetings. I don't think age has anything to do with it. I think, Oof. I think we surround ourselves with what serves us at the time, and then we realize sometimes that some people are no longer a yes for us. Which I'm just going to use that, Nina. I'm going to use that over and over again,
4: Bethany. <laughs> you're very good, Bethany. You're very getting very good at that. I admire you. I mean, really, I'm not as good as you. you're very, you've come a long way. I'm not, I'm not at your point yet.
0: It's all a journey, though. Our journeys you, are all different. And he, and- And here's the deal: we have each other.
1: Just this hour that we have spent together has pushed me along my journey further. And I and I hope that that's every that everyone feels. Sixty minutes later, that they're further along in their journey because I I know I I am. I mean, this is a hell yes. This when Bethany said, "Are you willing to get on for an hour and talk about no's and boundaries?" And I'm like, "Hell yes!" Because I know I'm going to get more than I'm gonna give. And that's what I love about this group. I I, I just, I, I love this group. Thank you, Bethany, for including me.
0: Of course, oh my goodness. So we're, we're coming up on the top of the hour. Any, anything burning that anyone wants to? See?
5: Okay, Amy? <laughs> I to jump in here, I thought I was unmuted. You know, it, it reminds me that we get to choose how we feel. Things, you know, sometimes I tell my husband, you make me so mad. And he says, Amy, you get to choose that. And it puts into perspective that you know what, I don't have to have these burdens be my burdens. We get to have an option here. And so I, I, that's my last moment of like, you know what, make the choices that are right for you and let go of the rest. And um, yeah, that's how I'll end. Uh, Thank you so much, Bethany. This was insightful. It's something that will, I cannot wait to listen to it again uh, as the podcast airs, because there's so much gold here for everybody. Thank you.
3: And with what Amy said, I can't help, it's Nina. I have to jump in real quick. Here's the, the shift. Again, I feel like I'm being challenged in, and that is then not making what other people choose. Good, bad, right, or wrong. That's they're choosing also. So, right. Like, I love that. It's like, oh, this is my choice. This is my choice. Is and then I look at, you know, people in my life, the relationships, oh, by the way, I feel like everything's a relationship Yeah. where you work. That's a relationship, right? We think it's humans, but it's, it's, you know, the relationship you have to anything, right. To your beliefs, to whatever it is. So that's where I feel like, yeah, man my whole life's journey. Yeah. It's no longer. A yes. It's no longer. A yes. And then how do I feel with someone else? They're they're doing their, I'm going to steal a Jackism level best or they're not. And they're on a journey and they're learning. So that's, Ooh, next level for me, guys. Stay tuned.
2: And, and this, Laura Joe, I was just going to say, like Jack um, referred to and Amy, um, it's the stories we tell ourselves. That's where the power truly is. And um, And then going back to some of what's been said and also what Bethany was talking about with her son and his friend. It brought to mind um, an Emory Allen quote that says, not everything is supposed to become something beautiful and long-lasting. Sometimes people come into your life to show you what is right and what is wrong, to show you who you can be, to teach you to love yourself, to make you feel better for a little while or to just be someone to walk with at night and spill your life to. Not everyone is going to stay forever and we still have to keep on going and thank them for what they've given
4: us. I love that. So good.
5: I love that too. And my analogy is like everybody we meet just adds seasoning to our, our pot of soup that we're stewing for our lives. And it's just that extra seasoning. Some of it's bitter, some of it's sweet, but overall it's what's creating us. And I love that, Lori Joe. thank you.
1: Mic drop. That was great, Laura Joe.
0: All right, well, we're going to wrap. I think it's a perfect time to wrap this up. Um, I'm just gonna read off a couple of the things that I wrote down as as we're closing here. And um, I think saying no starts with noticing what feels good and right for you. No opens the flow. Nina, that sounds like a new Nina-ism. Maybe it's not new, maybe like but that was said. This is no longer a yes. This, the um, You get to choose your heart. You stay the same or you stay stuck in your comfort zone or you choose your heart and step out afraid and have the hard conversations and expand. And then right after that was not everything requires a lengthy drama filled hard conversation. Not that a hard conversations have to be drama filled, but sometimes you just turn and go a different direction and that's okay too. Nose set you free give yourself permission to say no. So what do you need to say no to? And then how can you do that in the best way that's true and right for you? We get to choose how we feel. Everything is a relationship and remind yourself to notice the story that you're telling yourself. This, thank you ladies from the bottom of my heart. This was short notice and you're all here with me. I love you so much. I love us.